How do you run an effective business? Could it use a little help? That's where this program comes in. Welcome to Let's Talk Business According to Phaedra. Your host is Phaedra's daughter, Precious Hanks Carter. Some organizations are running their business without the correct guidelines in place. They don't know, nor have they taken the time to get to know the correct way of running a business. Let Phaedra's wisdom help you right now. Thank you for tuning in to Let's Talk Business According to Phaedra Hanks. I'm your host, Precious Hanks Carter, and today's topic for our episode will be branding and marketing your business. This is another subject that I'm passionate about. I know I'd say that pretty much with every subject, but this one I am very passionate about and I'm excited um, because the world is full of opportunities and we see branding every day in our lives. And it's not anything that we can escape. So we might as well hop on board the train and figure out the correct way um, to brand our business. I want to start off by defining what brand means. And brand is nothing more than the image, reputation, or identity that you will market and promote for your business. It's how do you want people to identify your business. Once again, it goes back to that phrase that I stated two or three episodes ago, what's going to make you stand out? Your brand should reflect what your business stands for and what sets you apart from your competitors. It expresses the qualities, strengths, and personality of your business. Creating a strong brand involves in-depth market research to understand why customers should be attracted to your business. And so branding, I encourage everyone to consider branding at the early stages of starting a business. Launching a business with a strong brand only puts you in a better position to be more successful because it's nothing more annoying than having to go back and rebrand yourself. And that's happened with many successful um, conglomerates, but I think it's better just to put the horse before the cart so that um, you're able to just function better and focus your attention on other things such as growing your business once you get once you're launched and off the ground. I also want to talk about branding as a process. And see, I love when we come across words that um, have the word process in their definition because it goes back to every aspect of our life. Heck, life is a process. And so a lot of things that we do in life uh, become a process. And so when you think of process and how I, how I interpret process is it lets me know right there that it takes multiple steps. It's not, a, it's not just a one step action. It's going to take multiple steps and it's going to take some time. And so branding is a process of research, development, and application. And that last step in the process 
is the most important part of any process, application. And I hit on this in every aspect of my life. And think about it like this. Think about this academically. It does no good for you to research and learn and obtain this knowledge if you're not going to go out and apply it. That makes the process incomplete if you're not going to do that life application. Um, think about it. That It's every aspect of your life, spiritually, um, emotionally, physically, financially. It does no good to get the research and development down and to obtain all this knowledge, and then you don't do anything with it. And I think sometimes a lot of us fear the application because we're fearful of applying something and it failing. And you just have to step out and take the risk and not be afraid to complete that, that life application step in the process. I was reading one study that stated over 90% of the small business owners that they surveyed believed that having a unique brand that differentiates themselves from their competitors is critically important. And so when I read that, I thought, see, this is a need. It, you know, branding isn't talked about enough. I think a lot of times today, we just want to create a logo that we feel looks good, but you have to make sure that that logo appeals to your target audience, your consumers, and draws them to your business. Think about Apple, think about FedEx, Target, all of those other globally recognized brands. What makes the image of their brand strong? And then I want you to think about how you, as a business owner, can draw inspiration from their branding process. I want you to take a moment, get your journal out, get your, your, your notepad, your, your iPad, your ThinkPad, whatever, out and write this down. Define how you want to be perceived. You don't have to write that down, but I want you to go ahead and write down how you want your business to be perceived. How are you going to draw attention to your company at first glance? Because that's what branding is all about. It's about capturing people's attention at first glance. Who is your brand? How does your brand behave? And how do you want your brand to be remembered? I want you to go ahead right now and get in the thought process of convincing yourself that branding increases business value. And the reason I say that is go ahead and and get that in your thought process is because if you don't think that branding is vitally important, then you're not going to devote a lot of time to it. You're not going to devote a lot of resources to it. And it's not going to be as successful as it could be. Once you go ahead and realize branding is a part of 
something that I need to focus on to launch my business successfully. That's why it increases your business value. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in the pod, in the episode. Branding also generates new business. Think about it like this. Think about how many times you've been driving down the highway, down the road, or turning out of a parking lot, and you see an unrecognizable brand, but the logo is cool and it captures your attention and you're thinking, I wonder what that business does. And so when you get home, you go and you search that that business up and um, you see the logo and you click on their website. And now you're searching through their website to see what they offer and if it's something that would benefit you. That time that that business took to brand and draw your attention drew you to their website. And now you're a potential customer. And that's what the brand has. That's what the goal of the brand is to do. And I've caught myself doing that numerous times. And a lot of times I've ended up um, going and buying something. Uh, there, it's, it's a funny story. Uh, my husband and I were up late and an infomercial had came on and my husband had laughed at it. And he was like, can you believe that they're selling that? And I was like, well, let me see what that is. And I went to the website, researched it, and I ended up buying it that night all because the infomercial made my husband laugh. And I was intrigued to see actually what the product did. And it was something that we could have used. Branding also improves your employee satisfaction. It gives them a sense of belonging and pride when your employees have a logo that they can associate with their workplace. And so before we get too much into today's episode and before I dive into um, my passion behind branding and my experiences, I want to just bring some definitions and some words uh, to your attention so that when you do go and hire someone to help create a logo or, or when you're sitting with your dream team that you learned about assembling last week and you're talking about this, everyone is on one accord and, and is fully aware and understand, understanding of what is being discussed. And also you've heard this in your introduction to marketing class. If you um, got your undergrad in business administration, um, we took this in our marketing um, intro class um, in your first two years. I think I took mine sophomore year and um, I still have <laughs> my books from 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago. And so some of this, um, <laughs> I did refer back to that and then also um, things that I, I just remember. So the first one I want to talk about is you're going to hear a lot of times of, you know, brand awareness. What's your brand awareness? And that just simply refers to how familiar the general public and your target audience are with your brand. And you have to realize now on the Internet and in today's um, society and with the technology we have, you hear words such as, trending and buzzworthy uh, or popular. 
um, that's the high brand awareness. Um, that's where their, theirs comes in. And um, brand awareness is important because it gives the consumers um, consideration to purchase your brand. But if they're not aware that you exist, how can they consider purchasing or being a customer? Brand extension. Brand extension, and this might be early on for you, but I still want you to, um, to get this, con- this concept as well. Or you might be a well-established business and this could apply to you. Because as I stated before, I've dealt with clients that have had to rebrand and, and there's nothing wrong with that, um, you know, because they made a few mistakes or their business grew um, into other areas and they had to do the brand extension. Brand extension is um, when companies extend their brand to develop new products in new industries and new markets outside of what um, they're typically known for doing. Like, think of, remember Taco Bell when they first started serving breakfast. Um, To me, that is a brand extension because uh, growing up, I never thought of Taco Bell as a place to go for breakfast. Um, So when they took on serving breakfast and their breakfast burritos and things like that, the breakfast bowls, that was a brand extension of them. Also think of Burger King. (laughs) I don't know why um, all of my examples are food examples, (laughs) but they are. Think of Burger King. Burger King has always been about burgers. Um, But during the pandemic, you know, with the chicken sandwich wars, um, Burger King now has their, their chicken sandwich. And Um, that is the perfect example of not only brand extension, but capitalizing off of, um, you know, their brand in general, they just aren't having a chicken sandwich. They're calling it a chicken sandwich to play off of the Burger King, the King in their, their Burger King. So that's another good example of brand extension, just to give you, um, more of a, detailed definition or example um, to be able to understand that brand identity is the personality of your business and your business. Yes, is not a person, but it needs a personality. I use the example all the time in regards to Hank Sanks and associates, the personality that um, we have is a company of integrity um, because we like to do things with a spirit of excellence. And so um, our clients are very well aware of that. A lot of contracts that we get, we get because of the integrity of our business acumen, because of the integrity of our timekeeping system. Um, It allows them um, the idea of the promise that we've made to them to provide them um, with stellar services to help complete their mission. And so um, brand identity is what you want your consumers to walk away with after they've had an, a, a one-on-one interaction with your brand. It should be comprised of the values that, as I stated before, you want your business to possess. Um, I've used the example all the time that Mrs. Hanks 
the first priority was, hey, I want to build a business that does stuff with a spirit of excellence. And that was a core value of hers, um, personally, a core value in her business. And that has also became our brand identity. And I've told you um, several times, it's in our company letterhead. Um, Brand management. And so um, anytime I hear the word management, you've got to understand that that's going to be a process as well. And that's exactly what brand management is. It's a process of creating and maintaining your brand. And maintaining means often revisiting and potentially revamping. And so when you see people, when you see companies rebrand, um, there's been so many um, globally and, and nationally recognized brands that, you know, after 20, 25 years, because they want to keep up with the current generation, they'll go through a rebranding process. And that's, a, that's what brand management is all about. It's about um, creating and maintaining. And so we're creating it now. And then you go back and you revisit it years later. But if you can, there's certain industries where you don't have to do that. And so um, that's why I'm trying to get it to you right now. But there's other ways to maintain. Um, maintaining is um, gaining control. Gaining control of your brand and more importantly, protecting your brand. The next definition I want to bring to your attention is brand recognition. And this is how well your consumer can recognize and identify your brand without seeing your business name. Now, some brands, that is impossible because their logo um, has their business name in it. Like the first one I think in my mind is FedEx. FedEx logo has FedEx's um, name in it. And so what the, what makes their logos unique is the the little arrow in between um, the E and the X. Um, but um, you have to consider that, do you want to make your name um, the focal point of your, your um, logo or do you want to um, do a symbol? Like, and then also too, do you want to do a symbol and then put your name over the symbol. A great example of this is Doritos. Doritos actually did a commercial, and I don't know if you remember, it was a couple of years ago. They did a commercial about how, you know, you can recognize them um, without their name on it. And it was the, the, the triangle of the tortilla chip. And so um, that's, that's what their logo is. And they, that, I remember that commercial, they pulled the Doritos name off of the logo and just showed the tortilla chip as their logo and you recognize it immediately. And so um, that's what you have to consider with brand recognition. Brand trust, and I touched on this um, earlier, refers to how strongly your customers and consumers believe in your brand. It's you delivering on your market promises. Does no good to say that you do stuff with a spirit of excellence and you lack timeliness or, or other things. Um, when, you, when you 
put a promise out there, you have to be sure that you deliver on all costs. Because if you don't, people hold you to that. Think of Amazon and their their prime shipping. Um, that's been, you know, that was a that was originally a part of their business acumen, but now, you know, they've made that a part of their logo. Amazon, you know, Prime has its own logo. And that's, you know, the brand trust that we as customers that trust Amazon believe, okay, they said that it will be two-day shipping. I'm trusting and believing that it will be here in two days. And so when you when you step out there and you make those promises like that, and that's what's drawing the customer's loyalty to your brand, you have to be sure that you deliver on that at all costs. The last one um, that I want to talk about before we move on is brand valuation. Brand valuation is the valuation, of course, placed on your brand derived from customer perception, recognition, and trust. And this goes hand in hand with brand equity that I didn't talk about, but um, you can look it up yourself. Um, that's your homework. Look up brand equity. And it's a powerful brand um, that can make your business invaluable um, to where you really can't place a value on that because it's just, wow, you know, customers trust it, tr customers recognize it, and they're always, always, always going to follow it. Um, I'll talk a little bit more further on down the line about one that I, I, I um, think does a really great job with that. Um, so before we go to break, I want to kind of break down the different kinds of branding because that's, and that's why I'm, I love branding is because um, we have, the, it's, it's, a, it's a very broad spectrum and people think that branding is just, it's just this, but it's a subject that we can just talk about and it has sub-subjects and those sub-subjects have sub-subjects and um, it's just great to build your understanding. And, um, and it's, it's easy to follow and it's, it's, it's easy to get. And that's what I like is um, doing your research and making it easy and fun at the same time. I want to talk about personal branding though. Um, personal branding, I'm not telling you to go out here and create a personality for yourself. Um, you are who you are. And the only way to be true to yourself is by maintaining who you are. Don't go out there and create a false persona. But what I am talking about is building a public persona that accurately communicates your unique personality. Um, we see this all the time where um, you have social media platforms that are great for personal branding. You see people talk about being brand ambassadors on um, Instagram. And so when they're brand ambassadors on Instagram, they're, um, they're making themselves uh, their own brand. And so um, 
One good example that I like to give with this is um, there was a, a, a rap that Jay-Z said in one of his songs, and he, he said, I'm a businessman, but I'm a business man. And so what he was saying is that, yes, he's a businessman, but he's also the business. And that was, that was the greatest punchline of saying that he was a brand. And you have to think like that. You have to think that you're, um, you're a brand. Now, the reason why I want to touch on this is because I think that you have to be cautious about when starting your business. I understand you're very passionate because this is your brainchild. This is your baby. You're the CEO. You're the founder. Right now, you're probably it. But what you don't want to do is make yourself the face of the business. It, it, and, and it depends on what business you're in. You got to remember, I'm talking to um, a wide range of industries, but you have to make sure that you steer clear from making yourself the face of the business. Because when you do that, you're having the consumers and customers under the impression that that when they come to your place of business, that they're getting you. Great example is um, law firms, doctor's offices. Um, if you're making yourself the face of the business, if you're the only person there in that particular practice, that's great. But if you have other doctors that are, um, that are associated with the business, if you have other lawyers associated with the business, it's going to be hard to pass the um, clients off to those other um, attorneys and other doctors because they're coming there under the notion that you're the business and they're going to get you and you're, you're going to overwhelm yourself. And then you're ultimately going to hurt your business because people are going to be like, well, dang, I thought they were the brand and, and I was coming here because I wanted to get them. And, and now I'm not getting them. I'm, they're trying to pass me off to someone else. So be careful when you merge personal branding um, to your actual business brand and, um, and do your market research and recognize um, that there's certain industries that that just should not be done in. And so um, that's why I felt the need to address personal branding because while we are walking advertisements, You've got to make sure that you don't overdo it and um, give off the impression that you are the business. And so um, with that, uh, I think that that is a perfect point to stop at because I have other um, types of branding that I want to get into and um, the second um, segment and so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about branding and marketing your business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Business news and discussions are always changing. In order to stay ahead of the game, sometimes you need to be a follower. You can follow the Voice America Business Channel on Twitter at VoiceAMBusiness. Again, that's at VoiceAMBusiness. And stay current. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Let's Talk Business According to Phaedra. To reach the program today with a comment or question, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email by clicking the email host button on the Voice America show page. Now, back to Let's Talk Business According to Phaedra. Here again is Precious Hanks Carter. Welcome back to Let's Talk Business, according to Phaedra. Um, Today, we've been discussing branding and marketing your business. Um, We've been primarily focusing on branding. Um, In the first segment, we just talked about, um, just went over a few definitions of branding, and then I got a little bit into personal branding um, because I want to make sure that um, we realize that there's a fine line between making our face the uh the business and and getting into personal branding and so the next type of branding is product branding and um that is the action of branding a specific product and so um you know i i've had a chance to to speak with some entrepreneurs as well as um take a few 
emails from a few listeners. And um, so I, I'm, I'm a little familiar with some industries, but I'm not familiar with um, what industry you might want to go into. So this is just a broad um, generic lesson in regards to um, branding. So I won't get into too much about product branding, but um, it is great to brand um, specific products. It's, um, it shapes how the world perceives um, your product through the deliberate choices um, that you make in your packaging and, and your logo. Um, with product branding, the goal is to connect the right audience to your product. And I think that is very important because um, you don't want to risk the possibilities of unhappy customers, or you don't want to um, risk the possibilities of, um, of returns. I just immediately thought of one time my husband and I went to a concert. And it was an RB concert, uh, gosh, about 13, 14 years ago. And um, the artist is also known as a comedian. He's a well-known comedian. And so um, I won't mention his name, but you can Google and see how many comedians also um, have albums, R&B albums out. But um this was his first R&B album. And when we were waiting for the show to start, I seen an older couple come in and they had to be like 68, 70 years old. And I looked at my husband and I said, they think they're coming to a comedy show. And he just burst out laughing. And sure enough, um, as soon as the artist came out and started singing, they got up and they walked out. And so um, I, I kind of felt bad for them because I just thought, dang, did they just hear on the radio that this person was coming and they didn't realize that it was a concert and not a comedy show. But I don't know if they went to Ticketmaster, got their money back. But, um, you know, that's a perfect example of branding for a specific um, product or service to make sure that you're attracting the um, right audience to your product. Um, this can also be in regards to... Um, you know, a lot of a lot of apartments complexes you see, they'll put luxury um, style apartments. Um, to me, normally, if you see the word luxury, it should be associated with high end, um, which is also associated with a higher cost. Um, so I think they put that um, so that when they're giving these tours and and you know, getting these applications that they're attracting um, the right classification to where it's not wasting anybody's time to where when they do get to how much it costs, the person's just like, oh man, you know, that's too much, you, you know, so you might want to um, consider that also, you know, with, with communities, you see older communities that the, the 55 and plus, you know, that's always um, those communities retirement communities, that's always been a part of their brand is they put the 55 plus. So people my age, we know not to try to go and get a house over in that community because um, we're not the right audience that they're targeting. Um, so there's just a few examples. Service branding. And so um, service branding to me is a little bit more complex because you're not dealing with products, you're clearly dealing with service. 
And, you know, products are um, easy to brand because they're visible and tangible. Services are a little bit more challenging because um, they're not oftentimes, but that doesn't mean that brands can't do it effectively. Um, you just have to think outside of the box when it comes to um, branding a service. Um, the perfect example. Um, and then a lot of times you might have a product because the examples that I'm about to use um, are products, but you might end up branding service because you've developed a secret formula for providing the best customer service. Um, Chick-fil-A does a great job of that. Um, I think that they um, capitalize off of their service branding. They get you in and out of the drive-throughs, regardless of how long the drive-through is. If you see a long line at Chick-fil-A, you're still going to go and stand in it um, or, or wait in it. You're going to drive up because you know that their service is stellar and that they've come up with this formula to get you in and out in no time. Amazon, the same way. Um, Amazon, um, as I stated before, you know, Amazon has their brand and then Prime, their shipping has their own brand. And so the Prime is the service branding because that is the shipping logistics. That's the transportation that Amazon has built into their business acumen that can kind of not be touched right now. And so, um, so those are just a few examples that I have of of um, service branding, you know, um, another one is Doubletree. Um, that hotel, I've, I know a lot of people that stay at that hotel because you get a cookie at the check-in. That's, that's service branding. So um, the next type of branding is retail branding. And that's dealing with literally um, your brick and mortar stores. And so for those that are looking to do a cupcake shop, those that are, that are looking to, um, to do a boutique, start a boutique, um, you need to take a look at retail branding because it goes beyond your logo. It goes into the aesthetics of your store. Um, what kind of experience are you going to offer? Um, I have a cousin that told me, she shared with me a couple of years ago that she loves to shop for boutiques. She loves to shop in boutiques for her clothes because of that, that one-on-one experience, that experience of having a personal shopper, you know, walk around with you and help you um, pick out your clothes and, and um, walk you to the um, dressing room. So that's those that are going into this route. You have, you might want to take that into consideration too, because it, it goes beyond a, a logo, it's what I see when I walk into your store. Um, there's a lot of national chains that kind of drive me crazy when their, their stores don't line up. Um, I'm so used to going into to this grocery store and, and everything being that way. And if it's a chain, if it's, I, I, a lot of times you'll go in and, and the setup should be the same produce on this side, things like that. And and as and I've heard, I've talked to other people about this. There's nothing more frustrating than being like, well, in my hometown, it's 
the produce section is on the right as soon as you walk into the store and then, you know, you go somewhere else and it's the same store, same company, but the produce section is all the way in the back. So if you have multiple, if you're going to be a retail um, company that's going to have multiple stores, you might want to consider that as well, because when you're dealing with retail branding, it's all about the experience. Um, that's going to draw the customer as well. Next one I want to talk about is cultural and geographic branding. And so what I thought about when I seen that is I thought about stuff like, um, you know, the examples I can give is like, when you think of Seattle, this, they, they, I remember being younger and they would say the city that never sleeps. You think about Las Vegas, Las Vegas nickname is called Sin City. Um, and I think it's important when you're doing um, geographic branding because you need to know um, what you can and can't um, put in your logo and to ensure if this is the route that you even want to go. Because think of the I love New York or take a bite out of the Big Apple um, or even, you know, in Paris dealing with the Eiffel Tower. So if you're a company over in Paris and you want people to know you're, you're based in Paris, you're not going to be able to use the Eiffel Tower. Um, so just think of that when you're thinking about whether you want to do geographical branding, whether it's worth it or not. Um, corporate branding, that's where we're at. Um, corporate branding is how you express your company's personality. You have to include your values, your mission, your price point, your exclusivity. That's very important. Um, that's really what makes you stand out and, and unique. And then you also um, need to look at the ideal consumer. Corporate branding goes beyond your website. It goes beyond the ads that you're going to create. Um, it includes how your company conducts yourself socially and professionally. Um, I, I'm going to talk about this in future episodes, but I definitely want to go ahead and put this out there because um, you also need to talk about partnering with, um, with specific charities or, or how you respond to current events. Um, think about when um, the events from last summer happened, how many companies, we were talking about this the other day, I was talking about this with a group, how many companies jumped on their, their social media and also um, their commercial ads to um, show their support for the events that took place um, last summer. Now, whether they were genuine or not, you know, remains to be unsaid, but they did try to make that a part of their corporate branding through their social media and their ads. And so um, you need to consider that as well, um, especially the one, as I'm going to talk about in the future, you know, partnering with um, specific charities and causes. You've got to show um, the world, you've got to show your customers that you're more than just um, a corporation and that you not only are you creating jobs, but you're also um, passionate about other people's 
problems, other people's burdens, and you're willing to do your part, such as be a sponsor um, with a local charity or even give back and um, donate to local charities. And so you've got to consider that with your corporate branding as well. Um, the second to last one that I want to talk about was online branding. Um, and, and that is pretty self-explanatory. It is branding that happens on the internet, online. It's social media. It's how your company is going to position themselves on social media. Um, um, I, I, back in 2017, I had a very um, passionate and um, heartfelt conversation with a company. Um, they were talking about that they, they were under the impression that they had to have a Facebook page. They had to have a Twitter. They had to have an Instagram. And those things are great for your online branding. But if you're not in that industry to where you need, uh, some industries and some companies just don't need to be on Facebook. They don't need to have a Twitter. They don't need to have an Instagram. Um, and so you as a business owner have to take look, have to take a look at, well, first of all, to see if your other competitors are doing that. If this is a, a standard in the industry, if it's a standard in the industry, then yes. But if it does not, if it's not going to help, um, promote your, your business and you're thinking, well, um, why wouldn't it's free advertisement, but sometimes your your consumers might not um, might not be on social media, or you might not be offering a product that belongs on social media. Now, a lot of you that are starting your businesses, you will need it, but I'm just saying to think about it um, before you just jump all in, and then um, it doesn't do any good to create these pages and not keep them up to date. Um, when I, as a consumer, go and look, your last um, post was from 2018. Your last tweet was when you um, set it up or your Instagram. You don't have any um, posts. So it's it's always good to not now when you're doing that, you're creating a job for someone else or you're creating a task and responsibility for someone else on your dream team. Um, but also, too, um, past the social media you've got to consider online ads. And so um, I think online ads are great, um, especially if you can find a service provider that's going to, um, to offer it at a reasonable price and also um, explain to you their process and how they generate it because it does no good for you to pay for online ads and it's not being generated to your target audience. And so um, the best that I can tell you when we're talking about online branding is making sure it fits into your wider brand identity. When you design your branding, it's important that you think about all of the places that it will appear. Um, the last one that I want to talk about um, types of branding is offline branding. And um, that's another self-explanatory thing too. It's, it's everything um, that is tangible. It is your merchandise and it is your print products. So think about mugs, t-shirts, totes, pins. Pins are, pins are first and foremost what you need. Pins, 
there's two things. I take that back. Two things that you need um, with your offline branding immediately. That's pins, but the most important is business cards. Um, and the reason I say business cards is the most important offline branding is it, it is. It's just um, pretty much self-explanatory in regards to it does you no good to go into a room and network and you don't have your business cards on hand to pass out. Um, when you're out at these networking opportunities or when you're um, at these various seminars, it's always great to have a pack of uh, business cards on hand because that gives that person opportunity, A, to see your logo on the back of the business card, but B, to have all of your contact information um, at just a quick exchange. And so those are two things that I encourage you to brand immediately um, is business cards and pins. Um, but yes, the, everything else that's, that's product related um, is going to be um, with your offline branding, um, t-shirts and, and polos and things like that. And so um, what I want to get into, and I, I knew that I was not going to be able to squeeze this all in um, one episode. And so I'm going to cover as much as I can. And then we will definitely have a part two because I haven't really fully gotten into marketing. And so um, what I do want to touch on briefly is creating your logo because um, now that we've went over all of that, we have to get into creating our logo. So that's what I'm going to finish today's episode is with logo um, creation. So um, if you are very creative and you are a little tech savvy and you think that you can do it, then by all means do it. But I want to discourage you from um, trying to create your own logo if you don't have the experience just for the sake of saving money. Um, it is really, really imperative that um, you find someone to create your logo. I'll, I will share this. My family and I, at the beginning of the pandemic, we were watching a documentary um, on a, a group, a musical group. And um, the founder of the group stated that they needed a logo. So they went to their friend that was great at drawing logos and stuff and, and asked them like, hey, can you do this logo up for us? And um, paid the, the guy $500 for the logo and that logo, and gosh, this might've been back in like 91, 92. And that logo is still a globally recognized logo to this day. And, um, and so it was something that the other guy probably did, could have did himself, but, um, he had other things that, and he had other priorities that he had to do. So he hired somebody else to do it and paid $500. And that logo has, made that musical group millions. So I laugh at that. Um, but yes, I encourage you to go to a graphic designer and go to, there's so many people um, that can do um, logos. So what I want you to consider is when designing a logo, how do you plan to use it? Um, a lot of people um, are just only thinking about 
online presence, but remember, you're going to use this logo on company letterhead. You're going to use this logo on, on, on products. You're going to use this logo on packaging. You're going to use this logo, um, hopefully on apparel. Um, so it's going to be more than that. And so on stationary, full color stationary. So you have to consider all of that. I was speaking to one of, um, my entrepreneurs that's going to be starting their business um, shortly. And they um, took my advice and, and did a little um, target audience with their cousins to, to get a perspective of, hey, what do you like with this logo and that? And they told me that, that one of the feedbacks that they got from um, one of their, their uh, people were that um, make sure that there's not too many colors in your logo. Like the colors are nice and everything like that, but you have to consider when you're sending it to print, a lot of people start charging you once you get past two to three color logos. So if you have four or five colors in your logo, it's going to be expensive. Um, it can't, it's, I'm not saying that you, you're not going to be able to print the stuff, but um, most print companies, when you go past two, maybe three colors, it does start to get expensive. So that is a good thing to consider um, when you're trying to create your logo. Another thing is image style. Um, remember, your logo represents your company. How it looks tells potential customers what kind of business you have. Um, and so you have to make sure that the style is right. If I am walking into a spa or I'm desiring to see a spa, I want something that's whimsical and free flowing. I don't want something conservative or high tech um, because that doesn't give off a relaxing vibe to me. Um, when I go to a spa to receive services, I want to uh, I want to get that relaxing and and, and um, rejuvenating feeling, and that only comes from certain image styles. So you've got to consider your business and how you want your customers to feel when leaving your business or after they've experienced your product or service. And so you need to make sure that the image style in your logo portrays that. Um, so I'm going to stop there um, because we've only got about a minute left. And so um, I want to thank you for tuning in today. And um, because we are at part one, be sure to tune back in the same time, same place, same day next Friday for uh, branding and marketing your business part two. Thank you for tuning in this week to Let's Talk Business According to Phaedra. Your host, Precious Hanks Carter, will be back next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. That's noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel as we feature another edition of the program. We'll talk business success again soon.